thing. Mm-hmm. March 24th, March 24th, downtown Boone. I'm trying stand-up comedy in da- in the town I live in. I've been scary, doing it out scary, of, yeah. going to open mics out mm. of town and doing stuff, but this is at Wildwood Community Market. Nice. Friday, March 24th, 9 p.m. Ticketed. Like I'm trying to, you know. Yeah. So yeah. if it's five bucks, right? So if you if you're the, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com slash comedy. Thingsaboutthings.com slash comedy. people this is jason english with things about things and i sat down with my friend travis and my friend joe and we talked about vinyl records i've just gotten back into vinyls after a 20 year hiatus i grew up listening to them i'm of that generation with that was what was in the house then came cassettes then came cds then came digital world and once digital world hit there was this little window of time that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Did I want to keep all the records, cassettes, CDs, and then in my young adulthood uh, had acquired more records, or did I just want to call it and just go digital? So I, I, I did that. I, I regret it, but I did it. And, uh, I mean, not like a deep regret, like a like a surface level regret, and and but then a, a while ago, I just to talking to friends, talking to Joe, my friend Hank, um, my friend Brent, all of which have been on things about things. By the way, I, I just kind of got I just got hooked again and decided I want I want to get back into this and explore music by by touching these records and, and going on hunts and finding ones of stuff that I am familiar with and stuff that I'm not yet familiar with. So I've been accumulating some music that I have been, that I've loved listening to for the last 35 years. Uh, and then some stuff that I've never listened to that is really uh, based on a search for maybe what inspired the music that I grew up listening to. So I've been finding a lot of stuff from the sixties and seventies and, and further back. Uh, and, but speaking of Joe Brent and Hank being on things about things, you know, if you have not yet figured out that things about things is on YouTube, you're missing half the stuff you're missing. You're missing half the stuff. So you, if you're just listening to that only and you don't know what this is if you don't know what that is go to thingsaboutthings.com slash watch find us on YouTube things about things it's really good and also there's another noise for you you probably know what's happening but you don't really know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is just three little things. If you want to hook a brother up there, two of them are so easy. You could do them right now. Once you get on YouTube or if you there's more like, uh, just listen only chilling in the evening time on a treadmill, running on a trail, whatever it we're on, you know, we're on, all the platforms, whatever those are, iTunes and Spotify and Amazon Music and all those things, and also on YouTube, hook a brother up with three things. Two of them are like so easy. Just like and subscribe. Those are two. So just like it. Bam. You could do it literally right now. I'll wait. I'll just pause. Got it? Okay, you liked it? Oh, man. Okay, next one. Subscribe. I'll pause. Got it? Now, if you really want to go further, got a couple, there, there, I said three, but really four things. If you want to go further, uh, the third one is you could give us all the stars. If that's like on iTunes or whatever those are, just like give us stars or comment or some positive thing. And then the last thing, you could hook a brother up by giving an, a, a dollar a month. 
on Patreon. Patreon's a platform that helps creators, artists, if this is what you call art, definitely I'm creating something. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash things about things. Patreon.com slash things about things. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash things about things. Give a buck a month. Hook a brother up. Like it. Subscribe it. Whatever the comment slash five star it or whatever that is. Buck a month. Hook a brother up. Thingsaboutthings.com. But this conversation with my friend Travis and Joe. Travis owns 641 RPM, which is a, a record store, a music store, downtown Boone. Let me get the address. Just walk downtown Boone till you find it. That's really a way to do it. But the address is 743 West King Street. 743 West King Street, downtown Boone. Go in there. Travis will be there chilling, playing music. His dog will be there. Great music will be playing. You'll go in and you, you could just like start flipping around looking. If you're familiar with vinyls, you could you might know what you're looking for. If you're not, go in and start flipping through if you want or just talk to Travis. Tell him Jason sent you from Things About Things and um, he'll treat you real nice. So that's, I hope you enjoy this because it's, it's so helpful for me. Going into, into a record store with a record store owner that knows his stuff, that cares, that really does curate what's in there, that listens to music for real, that is part of the, you know, like the reason I go in is not just to look at records and to buy records, but to learn from Travis about records and to learn from Travis about music and genres and crossovers and influences and influences of influences. And it's so fun. Try it out. Go to 641 RPM, downtown Boone at 743 West King Street. And of course, as always, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com. Enjoy. I just can't get over how fast I went from I never thought I'd have records again. And then it just like t- something clicked in my mind like I got to get back into this. Yeah, you told me you got rid of you had records and you got rid of them. Yeah. It? Hey, let's uh just get kind of hand length. Sorry, Steve. We got it. <laughs> Is this good, Steve? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got rid of them, but I was never like a a real collector, but I was like budding, like it was something that I was interested in. And then I just called it and I was like, digital, everything's digital, whatever. But I always, I always loved the fact that my parents kept theirs. And so I knew that there was something special about preservation. But I think maybe it's because that was the music they were listening to in their like developing years and, you know, teens, 20s. 30s so they kept it mine was my version of those were cassettes and cds so maybe that's why i kept those because they represented my childhood and my young adulthood they kept theirs for the same reason now i'm like i i want them for two reasons one is i associate it with the generation before me like i was raised in a house that my parents had them so i was listening to them so it brings me back to my childhood but also i'm i'm like relearning history in a fun musical way instead of, you know, in high school history class way. I'm like, I'm list. Yeah. I'm like, who are the kinks again? Cause I just got a kinks album. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to know who that is. And I think, I think of them as like sixties, uh, British invasion, but like didn't become as famous as the Beatles, but I don't really know why that's, you know? Yeah. But my point is I never thought about any of this stuff when I was just on Spotify. <clears throat> The tactile brings a lot of, uh, <clears throat> it brings a lot, you know, like, uh, 
our brain works in those ways where you use all your senses when you're engaging with things, right? So if yeah. you have that extra sense of the touch <sighs> and it was there as part of your memory, you know, I think it's a That's stronger it. memory. Maybe, Enhances you know? the experience. And maybe not even memories, just like the experience in general, yeah. you know, even if you're like brand new to it. Man, I've never heard it. I mean, you, you've probably said that a million times in your life, and I've never even heard anyone say that before. Yeah, I mean, it's something I've thought about for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It, it does. You know, I mean, that's why I, I, I never engage with digital music very often because I think it lacks part of it, No shade on it. I mean, it's a great... I mean, music is music, and however you listen to it, it's great. I yeah. Think, you know, but for me, personally, I can't yeah. engage. Yeah, well, and I've been with you at your shop where you, you still look something up just for the sake of information, and it's like... Uh, I'd rather read a book too, but sometimes you just Google it to see to find out the answer. You don't go to the library and go to the encyclopedias every single time you want an answer. Sometimes you just Google it. No, that's that, that's why the internet's great, right? Yeah. So it's like that's how I see you with music. Is there are a few times you just quickly look up for sake of info, but usually it's like we're talking. I'm holding it. I'm opening it up. Yeah. I'm reading something. And man, what? So you got touch. And you have the visual aspect of it. Because usually it. when you're listening to digital music, or my experience, or mm-hmm. people, you're, like, you're not looking at anything. It's just playing, you know? Yeah. Like, it's around you. It's not like something you're looking at while you're listening to it. or you know. Yeah, yeah so but, that means whatever you <clears throat> would be looking at and touching that isn't that, that would take a third of your... Maybe not a third. There's other senses. But it would take a significant portion of you... Yeah, it's another one. There's a machine over there, and it's moving. Something's happening. Right, it's creating this sound I'm hearing. I can see it. So if I'm ru- if I'm running on the on in in the woods, and I'm looking at uh, water, and I'm smelling pine, and I'm hearing crunch, uh, that's different than if I'm on the treadmill at the rec center listening to Eminem in my in my uh, earbuds, but I'm still running. It's different. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. But but maybe when I'm running on the trail and all <clears> that, <throat> am I real? Am I more present? Is that one way to say it? I'm more present. I'm actually where I am. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. That's how I feel when I listen to to music on with a vinyl through this. You know, all this stuff that right. you help me figure out the receiver and all that, and then. There's another layer to it for me, which is through the speakers or through the headphones. And it's not just because of the difference of the sound of the speaker and headphones. To me, it's because I live with other human beings. So if I'm playing that music as loud as I want to and as intentionally as I want to listen to it, I will be disturbing them. Yeah. Or asking them to join me in that pursuit. But <laughs> they're different ages and different preferences and some of the stuff i listen to they might not want to listen to so uh in our house between 5 p.m and 7 p.m it's like pretty much open house you can play loud music sometimes I, kids play it like i think i want stuff. to adopt this and we just it's you know we just play it you don't worry about it being loud that's great the kids like it yeah they jump around and you know, get that energy loud. out right yeah that's cool everybody likes listening to music loud you should be listening to someone that loud you know yeah, and some of my favorite memories are listening to music loud and dancing. Yeah, it makes you want to move more. When oh, <laughs> how can we talk about? But if you get too into this and you get too close to it, you're making the record skip, dude. Mm. Let's talk about that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can you can uh, do things to prevent that. You know, like what? They make all <laughs> kinds of shit. Like, uh, can I say shit? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I encourage it. As long as it is not to hurt anyone, I encourage okay. you just, yeah. I won't throw it at anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they make like um, dampeners that you can put on oh. your turntable, you know? Like uh, my friend Scott has a big, I think it's almost like a stone thing that absorbs vibration. Um, yes. That's exciting to think about. Yeah. Or, you know, make sure you just know where not to dance. You know? There are yeah, we got a couple of spots. vehicles that came with factory record players <laughs> mounted in the center console. That never are you could, kidding never me? Though, right? They, came, they probably no didn't work well. No way. Oh, but they had them is what you're saying. I yeah. don't know that the intention was to use them while you're driving. You're saying this sounds like an SNL skit. Console? Yeah. I've seen them console. come out of the glove box. Yeah. Like maybe with the tent just for the small. Small little record players. Yeah. How... Dude, 
I know there's so many things about the good old days that are really bad, but that is one of the good ones. Like there was a person that bought that damn car. And they were an idiot because that is a and terrible they, idea. No, no, it is. That's that is a what terrible makes idea. it. That's no, not going to work. Th- my you point out to Sally May when we were parked <laughs> yeah. at Lookout Point. I guess if you're parked, yeah, that's I okay. I got records. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Had a big I didn't think about that. But that's the American way. This isn't going to work. This is overdoing it. And that's why we're trying this. <laughs> right? do it twice Record player in your should. car? Dude. And they were like, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And how much CD would it be worth now? Script. And guess who would buy it? Same person that bought it the first time. <laughs> you know, you, you've totally changed my mind on this, actually. Like a parked car. Thing. That's a fucking brilliant oh, thing. Oh! Yeah, I mean, it's great. That make-out point just yeah. changed. Yeah. You get to pick which song you listen to at make-out point? Dude. In the good old days? You've changed, you you've changed my mind. You've changed my mind. I think it was a brilliant idea. All right, so I need to soften it or don't dance there. That's it. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, kind of. Does the softener really stop stop it? I mean, as long yeah, as you're Scott, not in the car. My buddy Scott to... doesn't buy garbage. Like he. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's a good, good line. Yeah, he's in an old like, he's in a house from like, uh, early 20th century with like you know, bouncy wood floors. Yeah, and shit doesn't skip. So. That's I also good. can imagine some sort of suspended platform from the ceiling, mm-hmm. like bungee cords or Brilliant. something. I've seen that before. It's good. Actually, at the Boone Saloon, when I was uh, DJing there a lot, we built a thing from the rafters that I would just bring in, like, hang. Uh, yeah, I think that's why. I, I think it was for that's the vibration, stuff. I would imagine. Yeah. All right, well, you've probably had, like, thousands upon thousands of records. Just, I mean, because you, just for context... You own, we didn't say that, but you own a record store. Yeah, yeah, almost 14 years now. And so I know you got some notebooks, but do you actually literally know how many records have come through there? No. Okay. So you don't really look at the notebooks. You just write in them. The notebooks are more of like a day-to-day kind of thing. So I can see like what sold recently, you know. Do you then... Reorder if I need to. Do you then digitize these things? No. Well, then why do you write it down? So I can look what? at it the next day and say, but why? what sold yesterday? If it's like a new thing, are we out of it? Okay, so we this have, isn't, it's not just to know the information. It's so you can purchase other things and well, like get inventory. It's also to inventory. know, you know, to see what's selling, what yeah. people are buying. Like, yeah. um, you know, how quickly something's leaving the shop, you know? Yeah. It's, um, or how slowly. But, <laughs> but when you learn these things, is it just going <clears throat> here? When I learned the facts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as I need it to be there. You know what I mean? The 30 seconds it takes so me to not, say, I need to reorder this. I love this. This is exactly <laughs> this is exactly what I want the record store owner in the town I live in to be like, is what you just said. Because what I didn't hear was, because at any given time, we're going to have, because you know all the metrics tell us that 14% of the inventory is going to be jazz, and 15% is going to be this. And so we have to order the newest pop stuff because that's what sells. I like, mean, I would, I, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Model, yeah, but it's not the record store I want to hang out in. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? A more like personalized curation as opposed yeah. to just a numbers. Yeah, curation. you care what's in there. Oh. I mean, I do care what's in there because sure. I, I mean, I do want people to buy records. Though, you know, like, well, that's, that's, kind of that's the idea. balance, right? Yeah. You, so is uh, it, do you ever, well, I'm asking like questions and getting ahead of myself, but do you know roughly how many records have flowed through your shop? If you, I really don't, man. I'm yeah, bad. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could seven. Wager would there be, least, would there, yeah, would there be seven. a range that we could even try to <clears> say? It's not like a hundred. It's like, it's in the thousands. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it in the tens of thousands? Years. Fourteen years, yeah, yeah man, of, for sure. Yeah, yeah, tens of thousands. I don't know. Dude. Yeah, for sure. That in of itself is phenomenal, man. It's cool. Like I, I've seen so many folks come in and out of there and back in and back. You know, like people. This is a very transient town. Y'all know that. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't live here very long. Most people that live here don't live here very long. I guess you know. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of people that are here don't <clears throat> live here, and that's another factor. Yeah. They and they only some of the time. And they come here. No, they just happen upon your shop on when they're on vacation. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. they come back and they go, every time we come on vacation to Boone every few years, we're going to hit that record store, right? Those or, are honestly like some of my favorite folks because, you know, I've seen them for almost the entire, some of them yeah. for the entire time that we have been open, you know? And doing just what you said. Yeah. Right? yeah. Why is that Travis. some of your favorite? Uh, because they come in because they like what I have in there. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and they like, um, I don't know, they like talking music and they like, uh, but and not that there aren't local people that. Well, right, that that's the well. thing. That's not, that's but maybe I mean, it but feels more special, or not more special, but a distinct feeling of it is when they don't someone, even live here. They come out of their ways to go there. They're that's fans. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, cool. It, that feels good. And that's probably already started at Wildwood, and if it hasn't, it will soon. Because yeah, I know you haven't been long, like a full cycle of things for that to yeah. be the case. But we I bet you. Have a fan base too. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think they're going to be like every time we come downtown, we're going to get a breakfast burrito and. And buy a little trinket and pretty thing, and then you know, then they go, We got our wildwood thing on our trip, or we're gonna eat there every day we're in town, <laughs> like three or four days, you know. Yeah, that's what some of the yeah. of our guests have said, like of our oh, right spots. across the street, uh huh. Yeah, they're like, Thank you so much for telling me about you know, like people have said they're sitting on the balcony, and they're like, I get something, then I come up, I sit on the balcony, and then look down at the cute little store that I got it from. It's like this idealized vacation in their mind. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, charge more it, for that. Yeah, it feels different when you live there, but I still get the sentiment for sure because I've had that feeling in other countries. And when I go on vacations that are some of my favorite vacations, I have that experience in those places. Yeah. Just about walk the to this view there is of this. Yeah, place. yeah. <clears throat> you know the spot above there? No. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, right across the street from us, there's a little window. I'll show you. Okay, but, yeah. I think maybe you pointed it like to the right kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a good like. Well, there it is. So tens of thousands. You've seen broken ones. You've seen probably oh, today one. a broken record. Man, these, these two records came in. Uh, not, a, not a broken record. These, these two records came in uh, from this band that I'd never heard of, whose name totally escapes me right now. But they're, uh, you know, cool looking covers. And that's like my favorite shit now. I was like, when I see something I've never seen before, I was like, oh, when you've seen tens of thousands, out, you know? dude. Yeah. Sure. And I'd never heard of this band. They're on a label that I know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, early 70s looks like like mm-hmm. jazz, folk, or something. I don't know. There's like synthesizers and banjos on the record and shit. I'm like, <laughs> this looks cool. Like, I'm going to check this out. The, those kind of bands, the sweet spot in my mind, a couple of them are black, a couple of them are white. That's, when I see album covers like that in the early 70s, and they're oh, like, yeah, man. what you- genre is that? And look how they're dressed. And there's like two black dudes and two white dudes. I want to be in that band, dude. When you see any <laughs> integrated band from the 60s or early 70s, I mean, it's always going to be worth checking out. No I think, you kidding. Know? I mean, because you got some, you know, open-minded people. Or, you know, like yeah. reasonably-minded people, you know? And I, yeah. Um, music, had to art, have been, science, right? like, whenever, like, there's a mutual experience, like, yeah, the, race and all that that's stuff. some of yeah. my favorite albums you know, russians to find. and americans and space like all you know, there's always rising above differences of you know in yeah and the scientists are just like look <clears throat> i'm a scientist man that's why i'm doing this yeah any sort of well, like that's how we are magic you're working level, in you know? mm-hmm. like science or arts or whatever you know like that's all that's just magic you know yeah it, you know in its own each in its own way or whatever but like i think if you're working in those fields or like your mind's tuned into that kind of stuff, like you're, you're going to understand that we're all in the same shit boat. You know what I mean? Like we're all human beings. Yeah. Are I mean, we're thing. we're yeah. just, we're just all living our lives and you know, everyone should have the right yeah. to do that. You know? So night I've been on this unbelievable. I mean, I haven't even told you half of what I've been thinking about my pursuit of, something that happened in the early 70s that I can't quite put my finger on. I don't know if I've talked to you about this. 72, you were talking about. Yeah. 72, and then it kind of, it's like some distinct stuff in 73, but maybe you could just argue it's because of something that happened in 72. But That can always be argued. Yeah, it makes sense logically. Something's up with that, that time in history. And it's that... And I'm not talking about conspiracy theory. I was, it's I was probably, just going to ask. No, I'm, 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 I'm talking like... I just don't know that part of history that well. And, and it's like, it could have been, that's when Vietnam ended or yeah, that was a rough a, there was an energy crisis. So what I'm saying is that like, maybe like 25 years from now, someone will be like, did something 
Like I'm listening to music. Did something happen in 2020 that's significant? And it'd be like, are you joking? And it's like, no, does 2020 a thing? Like, yeah, COVID. Like, of course there was a thing. What are you talking about? Or 2016 with Trump? It'd be like, wait, are you joking right now? 25 years, they won't be joking. And I'm like, or no, damn, that's 50 years from 72 to 22 or 23 is 50 years. And I'm like, did something happen in 72? I bet you there's some old dude that's, because I mean, I know we have long, you know, we got a pretty good, I think a pretty good demographic of like um, elderly <laughs> for the podcast, um, or at least, you know, empty nesters. Wait, are you referring to <laughs> Joe and I as elderly? No, I think I'm older than you guys. Oh, oh yeah. Good. I think, yeah. Hmm. But like, what? Maybe it's energy crisis, Vietnam, and something shifted. But yeah, I'm I mean, on this. that was. I mean, the world was at the 1970s had like huge amounts of domestic bombings and like, no, but, it was a very turbulent. No, but I'm not talking about the 70s. I'm talking about 1972. Well, yeah, and that was a. What well, What the hell was it? Because something shifted in 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 music. 72. I mean, a lot I don't know. I'm telling you to tell me. A lot of great records. Yeah. When was Woodstock? Sixties, right? Sixty-nine. Uh, so Pet Sounds and that was yeah. is that around that album. That was a big one. That and the uh, Beatles. Something shifted. So I'm I'm like totally I obsessed. Shifted. I think yeah, it was a it was just a, a huge thing that was happening. You know, I imagine it took kind of a dark side to the 1970s. Right? What's the word for that? Or what are some words for what happened? Because it only reason I'm asking is because this pursuit of like, I I've been listening to these records and I'm like trying stuff of different genres, mostly kind of in this, um, kind of like R and B Motown hip hop journey that I'm on, and it brings and I go this this one is really cool and I listen I'm like gosh and it's like 1971, 1972, 1973, maybe 74, but then if if it's like the magic ones, they're almost always in those years, for me at least. Is this like something that everyone already knows? I Do you mean, know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, man. I mean, the, I listened today to Exile on Main Street, the best rock and roll record ever made, and that came out in 1972. Gosh. So, so I feel like I'm very organically and innocently and naturally discovering something that a lot yeah. of other people already know, but it feels good. I don't feel any shame about it. You would be going down this path if you hadn't started buying records. I absolutely would not have. And uh, because you're just listening to music in a different way. You're looking at the years. You're looking at like who's on the record and like because you had this thing to look at. You know, yes. in your hands, you know? There is an interesting chronology to music. Like it's important to kind of know yeah. when it came out. Totally. Where it fits in the whole big thing. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of an artist or, you know, to see where it is in their career, you know, especially if you follow their career and you know the periods of the yeah. career and what it sounds like. and Influences uh, of the time and just yeah, trends. Yeah, totally. And what like they were going what, through yeah, at the time when they made this Recording means, it's like, amazing. you know, the 80s when a lot of the digital and, you know, different recording yeah. techniques started happening. We got... These more isolated sounds that were getting manipulated and oh, changed yeah. the way music was recorded, and then the digital age changed it again. Golly, he did it! And it's all happened like very, very rapidly. I mean, we're talking like, yeah, like sixty now, years, yeah. and especially if you um, compare it to other sixty-year windows of history. Oh, technology is that way it's exponentially. Like, yeah, exponentially, yeah, like the space the in between is just yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean the fact that we have a, a computer in our pockets now, you know, like that's crazy. That's insane. And so, really, for music, wasn't the record the thing that changed music forever? Because we could, f wasn't that the first thing we could record it on? Yeah, I mean, it made it uh, so that you can share your music with as far as you can get But that's it the first one, well, isn't it? I would say most significantly, it limited how much you could record. It had to fit on a record. So, so you could record something prior? Yeah, so before recording technology really started coming around around the turn of the century, classical music was the predominant, yeah. you know, and these were symphonies and, or, you know, big pieces, and they didn't fit on a record. So all of a sudden, as the record industry grew and, you know, blues and other forms of music started coming around, they, you know, wanted to know when it was becoming marketed how much they could fit on that thing, and it would shape the songwriting. Yeah, so like if you you're like, look, you can have 16 minutes per side. 
that's it. Good luck. You're not going to go Beethoven. It is <laughs> right, right. But but was there something else you could record Beethoven on that I don't even know ever existed? Well, the wax cylinders. Yeah, but I, I mean, think, were, were they, the original. They, they could they, do hours of stuff. They long, they were, yeah. Yeah, no, so really, long. the only way to do the Beethoven thing would be minutes. part A, part B, part C, part D, part E. You know, and have a collection right. of them. Go, yeah, to a live production. And that's the ultimate experience, but ne- but not necessarily this conversation. The, the in person, experience. we can talk about another time, but let's stick with vinyls. Okay. I, I think that... So could, could it be said that one of the reasons why people are going back in you know last probably 20, 25 years... I don't really know when it a real popular... You'd know that. When did it really start to repopularize... I mean, it never went out of style. And that, yeah, I mean, they never went away, you know. But um, I mean, it was within the time that we've been open. I think, man. I mean, when we yeah, when we opened six forty one, it wasn't like anywhere close to what it is now. It was still. I mean, people were starting to buy records again, um, but that's from zero. You know what I mean? Like, there was a, a time where people just weren't buying records. I think, you know, not. Well, I remember there were some them. of us that have always bought records. Yeah, and a culture around it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. when I was in my early twenties, I was trying to get a record collection. But I mean, that was more than half my life ago, and it's like the stuff that I would consider like even cooler now. It's twenty-two years older than it was when I had it before. So if I bought something that was like from the early eighties or something like that, well, this was in like ninety-nine. And so it didn't feel as retro to be like, man, I just bought an album from 82. It was just like 17 years ago. And so now I'm like, dude, where was I in 1982? We're just that yeah. generation that a record player and records in the house was pretty commonplace. Yeah. Still, but, you know? And, 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 and really what I... watched it go away. Yeah. yeah. But, but then it never did. It didn't really it did go in my away. House, you know, I mean, my my dad's records went in a homes. box and went into a closet. Yeah, Do you think right. this is just a resurgence? That's this is this is the essence of what I wanted to talk about, but I didn't want to bring it up before we started, just to be real and like it really happened. Uh, is the resurgence back to the vinyl? Because what happens is every there's like a skip of a generation, and then the next one brings back the other one, and then like in twenty years it'll be cassettes and VHS tapes or is it because it's the original way to record music? And so there's something about human beings that always want to make sure that we maintain the original one. I don't think that's true. I think uh, human beings forget things all the time and let things go. Um, and you hit the nail on the head with it. We, they let them go in those boxes. And then they started dying. And their kids were going through these boxes. And they were like, oh, there's some cool shit in here. Maybe that is what brought it back. This, the generation of boxes of the eight, the technology going away, and then well, it was discovery, right? Yeah, I mean that's what discovery. it was for me when I first started collecting records, and I don't even say collecting records; I just say like buying records. I feel like because I, I still don't consider myself a collector. You know, I just like <laughs> Man, music. That's crazy. I know, but I, but I don't like because they're not like in a museum behind glass. You listen to this music. Yeah, but I will. I mean, I was. I almost said that I don't like fetishize them, but I do some. I mean, it's. I do. You've got some to. of them. Natu- you know, it'd be natural. You know, like, I'm not going to lie. If I find a record that I've been looking for for a long time, or, you know, something that really moves me in a way, like, I, I kind of trip out about it. You don't it. just, I, like, like, put it in alphabetic order and not think about no, it. You're I mean, like, I'm like, whoa. I'm, like, looking <laughs> at it and holding it and, like, showing it to people and shit, you know. Um, but mostly it's about discovering something new for me. It kind of always has been. And that's, I mean, but when we were young, records were cheap, super cheap. Nobody wanted them. Right. I mean, not many people wanted them, you know? Right. So that was, you could find cool stuff for super yeah. cheap, you know? You can still find... You can still find cool stuff for super cheap. Well, I was going to say uh, cassettes. Yeah. Like, you can, in Boone, downtown, you can find, like, I think it was Cool in the Gang. It was 25 cents. And I was just like... I already have Cool in the Gang on cassette. Bam. But if I wouldn't have, would I have bought it? That's the question. Because I don't I don't feel that like those cassettes like that. Maybe it'll be worth something and like it'll be worth two bucks instead of twenty five cents. But I don't think people are gonna be like, we always want to make sure we preserve these. <laughs> because the quality isn't there. 
on cassettes. And maybe I'm just cassettes sound pretty cool. I still buy cassettes. I buy. I don't. I'm not a music uh, purist. Yeah, and anyway, like if I mean, I buy CDs, I buy tapes, I buy whatever. You know, um, if it's something I want, I don't have. I'll buy it on whatever format. I'm definitely a listener of convenience. Whatever the easiest way for me to yeah. get to listen to stuff I like is what I have gravitated to. And most recently, digital streaming. It's yeah. a new world for me. So far, it's pretty cool. And it's starting, yeah. to feel like, it's starting to feel like a tired world to me because I've been doing it since it was invented. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not over it. I like to access if I need to remember a song. And... If there's a vinyl that I'm not going to find, unless I'm going to pay a lot of money for, I'm like, I'm just going to listen online. And I'm, I'm getting back into one of my first musical loves, KRS-One. And dude, if you're white, listen to KRS-One. And there's, there's the song, The Sound of the Police, that people, the only thing that's left woo, of woo, this that song. The Sound of the Beast. Yep. Listen to the song and listen to what he's saying and learn. That's the end of my TED talk. Well, it's just like I'm not going to find it on vinyl. That Travis was talking about like you're finding a new way to find new music, and it's really yeah, it's offering other elements of an experience, and it's it's fun. Yeah, let's talk about selection because I think what I notice when I'm in your shop and when I'm traveling, if I find some other shop that's kind of equivalent to what you got going on, um, which six forty one, so. T- I want to talk about the, the name of it soon, but uh, people, some people, they don't even know what they're looking for, right? They're in a record store and they just start going like this. Uh, some people pick because the cover's cool, right? God, yeah. I mean, that's a great way to shop, I think. Yeah. Uh, but is it? I mean, that's the way I used to buy records before I had the internet and knew anything about anything, you know? Um, covers. Look at the label, see if you recognize. Yeah, I mean, you get to a point and you can do that, and... you know. But if you can't, if you don't even know what you're looking at, what about just like that's really good art, and I respect somebody that put that kind of art on their album, and it's three bucks, and I'll, maybe I'll learn something. Yeah, I want to hear who put this on their album yeah. cover. <laughs> So yeah. should people do that? <laughs> should they? I'm not, I'm not going to prescribe any sort of behavior to anybody. But I mean, that's you know, that's how I I bought records when I was young and didn't know anything. You know, that's how I learned shit. You know, I'd buy a record and if I liked it or if I liked any part of it, I would find out who made that part that I liked. You know what I mean? And then I would go try to find their name on other things. And the only thing you knew about them was what you read on their album. Right. That's it. You didn't know. Like, they couldn't also post something online that you either liked or disliked. It didn't exist. So what, if you liked what they wrote in their album, you pretty much liked who, what they represented, or at least the musical For the thing. time being, for sure. For yeah. the time being, yeah. yeah. Like, I like this thing right here. I'm going to see right. whoever made this made something else. That was it, was way, it was way harder to get canceled back then. They could just yeah. make good music that you're like, I really like that music. Yeah. And they could be just... Doing some really bad stuff, but eventually people find out, I guess, and the message probably yeah, changes I mean, too. <laughs> you know, if you're buying it secondhand and that person's not making any money, I'll fuck them. You know. <laughs> All right, so let's bring. You know I mean? So let me. Like, you know, if they made a good song, they made a good song. All right, like, so let me ask you something. Be a I was faced with this dilemma a month ago. For twelve dollars, I almost purchased Michael Jackson Thriller, mm-hmm. and I was like. Do I do it? Do I buy Michael Jackson Thriller? With all that we know of Michael Jackson now, do I buy all his album? I think we know about Michael Jackson. Yes, well, that's true. That's true. Actually, I do definitely touch kids, but... <laughs> I mean, like, you're well, right I, in I saying the phrase that, that way. Yeah, you're right so. in saying that. Um, but I know that... I don't know, maybe you didn't. I don't know. That'd be anyway. A, that'd be a great, great way Did to get canceled. No, no. That'd be a great way to get... No, I didn't buy it. That'd be, uh-uh, that'd be a great way to get canceled is to just say Michael Jackson didn't do it. <laughs> you could get canceled. Michael Jackson didn't do it. <laughs> You're so screwed. Just kidding. But that white white male? You're already two strikes. You say something like Michael Jackson didn't do it, strike three. Well, I, I 
get what I deserve, I guess. I'm work. All right, I'm working on a joke that uh, I don't know if I want to do, but it goes something like, "All right, I'm, I've been wanting to do comedy for 30 years, 30 almost 35 years, been a dream of mine." But I went kind of into the religious world for a really long time, and I, uh, but I didn't stop thinking about comedy and watching comedy and and even writing jokes. So I have like years and years of jokes built up, and I was wanting to share share some with you guys and then pull out a index card and go did you guys hear about michael jackson (laughs) and then oh wait i think that one's outdated and then go like did you guys hear about bill cosby (laughs) sorry that's outdated um and damn it i forgot the end of the joke or maybe that was it um oh oh yeah it was uh there was just a third one because things come in threes a little bit better and then you can let it die down the third one was did you guys hear about coronavirus? And that was that's it. <laughs> but I, I, like that. I want the premise of it. Like, the, did you guys hear about? It doesn't sound like the beginning of a joke the way that I want it to in my mind. Like, you got any thoughts? Hmm. Maybe you just say Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you got a dry sense of humor. Dude, you got a cool and sense of humor. Go, oh no! Let me pull out Bill Cosby. <laughs> I like that better than mine. I mean, you can have that. Thanks. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, you get credit for it anyway. If this even records, you told me you couldn't edit these videos, but I don't know. We'll yeah. see. What if? What if it just beeps out everything you just said? Just oh a man! Smiley face. So I didn't buy it, but it was like. So how do you feel about your uh, decision to not buy it because of... I regretted not buying it. Yeah. I was down in Wilkes, bro. I regretted not buying it. But I also probably will find another one, and I'll probably buy it. Yeah, I mean, there are millions of copies of that record. In the yeah. Movie. But it. I wanted it. But you can never get back that time that you didn't buy it, though. I don't know. Though. Yeah. It has value because it gets to be in story form and recorded that's for the true. world to see forever. Yeah, that's true. It's valuable somehow. Still, though, <laughs> you won't get that <laughs> time back. That you did. Yeah, no matter how you spin this, <laughs> you still didn't buy it. It's fine. Twelve dollars is too much. Don't pay more than eight bucks for that record. Really? I I I saw it once for unless it's like I saw it once beautiful. for twenty eight and and was like, oh, they're just trying to get somebody to make an impulse buy because of it. Like it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. And uh, but I felt like twelve. I didn't feel like That's it was not, a rip I mean, off. It's like a nice shape. So let's talk about pricing. Oh God! Now, not the <laughs> like. It you you give off the vibe that the the true you like. Hopefully, there wouldn't be a need in society for us to have make money. We would just like share things with oh, each other. Nice. So like, I go in there, and it's almost like the price of that. It's only on there because it has to be because you we live in a society where like we have to live and that. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna pay bills and pay rent. Yeah, so like. But if it wasn't for that, if I walked in and went, this is kind of cool, you'd be like, there you go. And I'd be like, dude. And then I'd I'd come in some other time and I don't know what I have to get. I don't really have anything to give you. But jokes. Yeah, I could just come in and tell you jokes and you'd be like, <laughs> thanks, bud. And then, yeah, that'd be the exchange. But how do you price them? <laughs> how many jokes? How many records for one joke? <laughs> it depends on how hard it is to find the record and how damn good the joke is. Right. There's a yeah, the balance. Uh, I, I mean, I I definitely use the internet for some things. You know, some things that I'm not like that I don't see all the time. You know, gotcha. just to get an idea of what it's worth. And I don't charge. I try not to charge, like the max that you could find on eBay. Yeah, or yeah. Etsy just or just to get an idea. You know, like mm-hmm. what you know are people interested in this record? Are people paying for this record or whatever? If it's something I don't know, you know, because I don't pretend to know everything. You know. Um, I saw this video one time of this guy who owns a record store in North Carolina. I won't say his name or the store's name, but um, he was like, he said something to the effect of, I don't, I don't use, um, like, I know what everything's worth or something. Oh. You know, insinuated that, like, he doesn't have to look things up. And I'm like, man, come on. That's not true. You don't know everything. <laughs> no, like, no. I, who are you fooling? Well, what he might know, if he thinks he truly does, he might be correct in saying that he knows what it would be worth in his store. And that's not... Nah, that, that's not what he was saying. You don't think? No. No. Well, you can't know 
how the market shifts and people's attitude towards things during different windows of time. I mean, I, I know that. So to just say that you know the, I don't know. I'm not. Listen, yeah. I'm not talking shit about this guy. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But, Pricing. Oh, you asked you me research how I it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I get. I try to get an idea of what, you know, people were paying for things, but that's shit that I don't recognize. Which, so when you, when you said the thing about Thriller, mm-hmm. eight bucks is what you thought of. So if I paid twelve for a nice play copy, if it's like in like primo, looks like it's never been played, like crispy. Yeah, that's all different sure, stuff. Sure, man. Twelve, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, even maybe. Yeah, I mean, how do you know that? How do I know? That like that's what I would price it at. Yeah, like how do you know? Like, well, there's you, certain you didn't things, research like, anything. You didn't record- Google it. You were like, "Thriller's eight bucks." Well, those, that's cool. Well, those <laughs> records, man. There's like millions of those records out there. You see them, you know. I would see them more often than a lot of. I things. just bought Misfits, Kinks, at this record store. How much do you think I paid? Oh, the Kinks record Misfits. I thought yours. The Kinks record Misfits. I don't know. I mean, ten bucks. Yeah, I think it was ten, or it might have been nine, or something. How did you do that? Because the reason I ask is there are some Kinks records that are that go for a lot more than that. Yeah, the '60s stuff for sure. Um, it. How did? But so you already know that wasn't '60s Kinks. You know, Misfits wasn't '60s Kinks. Yeah. Just from experience, right? Just listening yeah. to stuff and living your life. But so you know, if it's not their '60s stuff, it's not going to be the more expensive. Well, that, okay. Well, why wouldn't it? Why didn't you guess twenty? I don't know, man. How the hell did you get so right? No, I don't know. Did you like, just get lucky? I just said <laughs> a number that seemed, you know, it's a nice square number, ten bucks. You know, Bryony's been pricing kids' clothes for ten years. Yeah, and when you this have is very this similar. Volume yeah. of, you know, I think you just develop a sense for the market value and your community, and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, your business, like you said, yeah. and like you just kind of got, you know, what it's worth, like. Yeah. You know, there and some stuff like you said. I can imagine you're not as sure about. You have great resources to do that. Yeah, the internet's a beautiful you know, place right, for they, information. They check prices all the time on the internet down there. Yeah, just that's one thing that a feel for it that the internet, the intranet has done for us is democratized a lot of things. Yeah, you sure. know, and, or you or know, leveled the playing leveled, field a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, not always for good. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, people expect something. From a like a brick and mortar shop that is just you know uh, unfeasible. You know, it's like it's not like you're expecting to get what you get from Amazon at right. the same price, and that's just. I mean, a lot yeah. of times that's just not going to happen. You know. No, or you just go in there and Shazam whatever you're playing, and <laughs> dude, y'all, you've been inside this building, okay? It's a very small space, like. It's uncomfortable if you're standing a few feet away from somebody and you're the only two people in there. And instead of saying, hey, what song is this that's playing? You get out your phone and you shazam it. That's the most ironic place to do it also. It's almost like they're trolling me when they do this, right? They're fucking with me. It's like you're not in Walmart and there's music playing over the And there the are like 100 people working there <laughs> that, that don't sense. give a shit Shaz- about anything. Yeah, Shazam you know? it, dude. There's like the one <laughs> dude that all he wants to do is sell you a record. What the hell? <laughs> you know? Like, that's all I, I want to like, Will you please buy a record for me? <laughs> you think that maybe there's a there's a like a relationship between vinyls and smartphones that like balance the universe? Because it's like, dude, <laughs> you should not be. Something is wrong. If you're in that record store it, looking man, that I, up, but we would we do so much good with that same phone, sure. But one of the worst things we do is we're in a record store. There's only one other person in there. It's the owner. We don't know what the song is. <laughs> we shazam it. What is I don't wrong wanna, with us? I don't want to qualify it as good or bad. It's just weird. It's weird. It's just really right. weird to me that you wouldn't just speak to me. Have we lost that? Have we lost something in our culture about talking? I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you have you have this thing in your pocket where if you have any like thought, thought <laughs> that you have any doubt about, you can be like, oh, I'll just check it out. See if it's you know, like we're not prepared for <laughs> that's this. That's crazy. Yeah, our minds can't handle. People this. are st- they're they're um, 
critical thinking is, is disappearing. Like, uh, yeah. you know, or, um, I don't know. I, I, this, the discovery or the, like the want or desire or need yeah. to like learn is like kind of dissipating and going away because people don't feel like they have to. Right. I think. Yeah. It's not needed. Anymore. So I haven't Googled what happened in 1972. Cause I'm trying to figure it out with just by talking just to people. Music. Like I'm trying something. I, this is not, I don't do this in life about everything. I'm, nope. I just like look up what movies was this person in? What year did this movie? I do it all the time. But sure. for this, I feel like it's a special thing for me to learn. So before I came over, I was listening to the 1972 album that I got and I did it in my headphones and I sat in a wooden chair and listened. Did you take notes? No, but I was thinking I might, like listen multiple times. It's the first thing. It's just the news documentary of 1972. It's not music. So I've been listening to music, reading the vi- like the um, not vinyl the um, the covers, and that's what they're telling me that 1971 and two. And so I'm reading like I'm reading the back cover and the lyrics of a Curtis Mayfield album. Going, that's what 1973 was like. Back to the world is that the one you just picked yeah, up? dude. See, and uh, <laughs> that's seventy three. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I just got it the other day. I, thought, I think it's a little later than that. I just listened to it earlier today for the but first time. It's a great record. It's a great record, uh, and I read the lyrics and like yeah. that's whenever it was. Uh, it was it was after Superfly soundtrack. I know that. Yeah, not so right after. Maybe not right after. Yeah. Um, maybe it was actually. I don't know. The dude was cool. Oh, that, I, dude mean, was I mean, Curtis cool. Mayfield is the most unappreciated musician. I think. Wow. I think. I he think came he out was, like, with so one, much stuff. One of the too. coolest arrangers. Like his music was incredible. Incredible. So when I'm asking you guys like what happened in seventy, I'm like, I'm waiting for someone to tell me that, like it was COVID. Like you know that. Like what are you talking about? Brent said. Uh, Energy crisis, but I mean that's a, that's a, that wasn't this one year, but that was. Yeah. And then um, I, th- I think that's when the Rainbow Festival was invent was founded, but I would consider that more of like a response to whatever I'm trying to find out as opposed to the thing. Energy crisis seems like could be a thing. Vietnam ending, probably all this like built up pressure, tension. Yeah, I think trying to. Uh, pinpoint is going to be uh, impossible. Folly, you know, and I don't think you'll be able to do that. It's just a culmination of all kinds of stuff. Unless there is I mean, one, like twenty twenty, even... wouldn't everyone just go COVID? What are you talking about? Or would yeah. it not be that? Would I it, mean, we probably would have suggested it by now, right? How many people? Oh, right, asked? yeah. <laughs> Uh, like so five. Keep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need to ask more people. <laughs> oh yeah, email ask me at Jason at thingsaboutthings dot com. What happened in nineteen seventy two? Uh, ask your ask your parents if you don't know. Yeah, ask your mom. Yeah, like what happened? She remembers seventy two. Really yeah, well. yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the world was like right before I arrived. Seventy seven. You should have your mom on and talk to her, dude. I should. Or mobile setup, you know, go to her, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, so, <laughs> all right, I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm, I got this journey of trying to find this, this thing out. Did anything happen? And Travis was like, ask your mom. <laughs> and Joe suggested at first. I was just, oh, yeah, Joe was like, ask up. your mom, dude. Yeah. And I was like, but he was serious. That's what people say, that's that junior hires right. say when they're Bring joking. Your mom on, and then you announce that. Every episode from now on will just be with you and your mom. <laughs> yeah, I would. Until you go into early retirement and it's just your mom. <laughs> After like the third episode, I go, I just brought, <laughs> so I wanted to announce I'm stepping down, but it's okay because she's going to keep things about things going. And then it's. <laughs> she interrupted. And then you guys are hanging out with my mom. You mentioned something that uh, I missed about CDs and vinyl before that, but having access to the lyrics too Huge. was always like a big thing. Really well, didn't like I? Did I lyrics. see that Spotify is like a a lyric content thing now? Yep, or something. Yep. Yeah. Did you Just see? Did you see the, the new now. Spotify DJ thing that they're doing? Uh-huh. Did you guys see this? Um, like an AI DJ. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not like that. Exactly that. Yeah. He actually speaks and like, you know, like so a, I define like a real what it life is. human. Your own personalized one. Yeah. Hmm. Like you know, you set up Kinda the playlist, creepy, I imagine, and then they DJ it for you. Does it give you the weather and stuff too? I mean, it sounds it sounds fun. Traffic. It's date. that same kind of thing. I feel that tension. It sounds fun, but it's not going to feel the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, have you heard these uh, deep fakes and AI as human speaking? I mean, these sound like people. They, so it's already. You think, I think it's also less about what they sound like and what they're <clears> listening <throat> to, right? They listen. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah now you're. Yeah, that's another way of thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. The more they get interacting, the more that microphone is just always on. They know exactly what to say to you while they're Spotify DJing to you. Yeah. Well, the way I feel about that is I don't feel like it's a, I feel like it's mostly okay because they're not listening to me and listening to everybody. (laughs) So it's like, okay. Do you ever say stuff that, do you ever say something that you're, you're, you're like, I'm just joking by the way, if anyone is listening to that. Have you ever said that? I have. Bright tells me I should tell people when I'm joking sometimes. You have a real dark <laughs> and dry sense of humor. And it's like comes out of nowhere. He, he, he brings in like little one-liner punches at the very end after a whole conversation and it just brings it home. But yeah, sometimes it's like, if anyone's listening, <laughs> I also <laughs> very like... Uh, not a rude person. I'm very polite. If that's the only soundbite you ever heard, I was joking. Don't cancel me. I'm trying not to say uh, cancelable, cancelable things anymore. I guess. I, I mean, I used to like think that I should just avoid anything that was cancelable, but then I realized it, I think it's really about my my real life and my heart's intentions of everything. So I'm not going to joke about something that actually is rude and inappropriate about someone, but to joke about something. Michael Jackson did not do it. Right. There we go. And then Bill Cosby, (laughs) he definitely did it. Right. So then when you say Michael Jackson didn't do it, are you joking? I'm stirring the pot. But but I you wouldn't know. be like, by the way, if anyone's listening. <laughs> no, I'm not going to apologize for saying that. Um, well, everyone knows you don't know. What, what if I yeah, said? No, what if I? What know. if I said? Do you enjoy um, making little boys cry? Depends on the little boy. Jeez. <laughs> let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this. I'll ask you this. I'll put this question to you. Actually, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> And that was a good build-up for nothing. I'm not going to. Let's talk about the name of your store. It is uh, quite simply the very first street address of our very first shop. We've moved twice since we've been open. Mm -hmm. And the very first uh, address was 641 West King Street. Yep. Yep. Stick with 641. And then there's an RPM. You want to explain the RPM? Well, it's, you know, rotation per minute. It's a, you know... It's a record reference. But they're usually, what, like the average RPM or the different ones are what? There's 33, 45, 78. There's a, another one. 16. 16 RPM. There's the occasional 33 and a half I've 16. seen on the, on the records. 33 and a third. I mean, oh, that's, 33 and that's a third. 33. Oh, that's what you yeah, meant yeah, by 33? Just, yeah. Sometimes it says 33 and then sometimes it says 33. Yeah, I mean, it's been shortened to just Oh, I see. But yeah, yeah. it's 33 and a third. So how damn fast would it be if it was 6.41 RPM, dude? <laughs> like, bro, Car tire, what is that? Really, really <laughs> yeah. So you ever thought about that? Has anyone ever made a comment like that? Like, that's a lot of yeah, rotations, like, my mostly man. Mostly like the, the mailman and dads. Yeah, it's know? a dad joke. Yeah, right. It's a total dad joke. Yeah, uh, got me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, I mean, it's a dumb name. We, you think? I like Kevin, it. Kevin and I opened that place... With very little uh, forethought, and uh, uh, and you know, in a drunken like decision, probably you know, I definitely remember talking to him at a bar, drunk and d- when we decided we were gonna do. Did it. you say, dude? 
Let's open a record store. And he said, Was it something like that? Yeah. All right, I have a prediction. Did you live in Boone? You did. Did you live in Boone at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how long had you lived in Boone at the time? Um, I had lived here for four years, moved away for a couple, and had come back for, I'd been back for like four years. How old were you? Eight years total. When you opened it, or when you had that, when you were at the bar? 30, no. When you were at the bar? 30 years old. 30. Mm hmm. No, I was almost 30. It was just before my 30th birthday that we opened. You were at Boone Saloon, and yeah. it, was a Mil- it was a Miller High Life. It's a perfect age. To make definitely what Kevin was drinking. Dude. Yeah. That's a pretty Boone thing that I called that right there. The High Life? That, that I knew that that's Probably where you might have been sitting there. Yeah, we both worked there at the time. Oh, nailed it. Uh, you really live in this brand, bro. I like, mean. <laughs> like, you're living the brand of, like, Boone legit record store. It's like... Is he lived here well? Long time. School? Yeah. After that, went away, went away, came back, opened it up, drunk, Boone Saloon, Miller High Life. He is Boone. Go to that record store. If there was another one that opened, there's no way they could compete with that story as a legitimate Boone record store owner. Well, you're the king. <laughs> there's only one.